Welcome to Your Life and Money, where we believe that financial planning is not just about numbers, it's about your life. I'm Brad Smith, joined always by Tim Barodi, and each episode we'll be sharing stories from real people who have used life-centered planning to achieve their goals and dreams. At Advice First, we believe that the key to financial success is aligning your money with your values and your priorities. And we're here to help you do just that. So sit back, relax, and let's get started on the journey to a life-centered plan. Well, Brad, welcome to our first episode of 2024. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How are your resolutions going? So far, so good. I'm not like most people that, uh, you know, within a couple of weeks in, they've already failed. So uh, I only set myself two uh, kind of personal uh, resolutions for this year, and so far, so good. Excellent. Well, that is good to well, hear. How about you? I mean, and like you said, it's only been a couple of weeks, so uh, I've managed to stick with it thus far. We'll see how long that continues. Um, but uh, no, it's been, it's been. We had some good holidays, some good a good break, a little bit there over Christmas and New Year's, and um, but really excited to to be back and. Um, and looking ahead out into 2024. And I know um, I've, I've been looking forward to recording today's podcast because I know we've got um, some new things to kind of talk about and um, some new things we're, we're looking to implement. Um, but maybe before we, we jump into that, um, is there anything specifically you are, I, I guess, excited for, looking forward to as we... Um, leave 2023 behind and now start 2024 here. Um, is there anything, um, I know I didn't prep you with this question, but uh, I rarely do. So uh, <laughs> um, yeah, is there anything you're looking forward to uh, looking out now? That's yeah, interesting when, when you talk to people there, uh, go back to COVID, right? They mm-hmm. were so glad that that year was over, right? Let's get out of 2020 and move into 2021, and it wasn't much better than 2020, <laughs> right? And I think for 2023, for a lot of people, uh, they still feel somewhat the same way. And I think a lot of it had to do with um, inflation, mm-hmm. interest rates uh, aggressively being moved higher, um, and then some of the uncertainty of the future as we head into 2024. But um, I'm actually pretty optimistic for 2024. I know there, it's not a perfect year ahead by no means, but... Is there a perfect year? There's no. never a perfect year. Uh, but that's why we do planning, which I'll come back to in just a moment. But, you know, I, 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 I'm pretty optimistic for 2024. Uh, and, and the reason is, is because humanity finds a way to adapt. Uh, And that's just the way we've been all these centuries, if you Mm -hmm. want to put it that way. And so when I look back at 2023, one of the big rollouts last year was artificial intelligence. And we don't know how that's really going to play out. It's still in its infancy. It's early. uh, But I'm really interested to see how that plays out. We know that with anything, things can be great about it and things can be very challenging Mm -hmm. or even Oh, right. Evil with it. So, um, <laughs> which is the big uh, fear with, correct, uh, with artificial <laughs> intelligence, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how that can develop and can move forward and, and be used for good. Maybe it's in healthcare or other areas that can help humanity, uh, adapt and, and progress and, and, uh, survive in this world that we sometimes think is going to come crumbling down around us. 
I mean, maybe it'll be AI that makes it crumble down. (laughs) (laughs) We could get into a movie writing scene here or something. I think I've seen that. The Matrix, maybe. Yeah, exactly. So, Um, but no, that's really interesting because I mean, when I look at again, kind of the things I'm I'm interested in and looking at, that is always kind of at the top of the the chart and. Um, like even my phone, I'm not going to plug the phone or anything on this, but, um, my, my latest phone has a lot of kind of AI capabilities built into it. And, um, and at first, like it just seemed like it would be kind of gimmicky, right? But, um, there's actually some pretty cool things that it does. And, um, and I can take some pretty cool pictures that I never thought I could ever take and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, it's really interesting that that was kind of the, the topic that, that you brought up. And, um, and it's even impacting us here um, with, with how we do our jobs. And, and again, um, we're, we've, I know we've been looking at different ways we can potentially implement, again, what we're allowed to use and what we can use to, to make our lives a little bit easier um and uh and again create some efficiencies but one of the planning softwares that we've used was using a lot of ai in the past as well and and really enhanced some of again what we could do or how efficiently we could do um some of the planning for our clients as well um so yeah i'm i'm also really excited to see kind of what's next in in that field and and where things continue to go for better or worse, I guess. Yeah, we know that the technology is racing ahead on the financial planning world for us, but it's the the compliance side that has to kind of catch up because of all the privacy rules. And right. I think that's where a lot of people are like, oh, AI is great, but oh, how do I deal with the privacy issues? I can't be putting people's information right. into this thing. Yeah. I have to be able to control that. So that's some of the challenges that we have certainly in our, in our, um, in our profession. Having said that, though, that we are progressing still, mm-hmm. right? And so one of the great things that we can, uh, on our team can do is, is to take a look at new services and those types of things to help improve uh, the client experience. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things about planning is that it's not one and done, right? We've talked about that before. Um, it's, it's a continual progress. Uh, you know, if I kind of quote my dad again, which I, I probably have already on this podcast before, but you know, he always said when I grew up on the farm was you, uh, you, you plan to work and you work the plan, right? So here we are years ahead with our, with our clients, we have some planning, but now we want to kind of work that plan to make sure that it's, uh, you know, always progressing, mm-hmm. uh, and that it's, it's more of a living document than something that's one and done, which we have said before is pretty much pretty much inaccurate if you do it that man in that manner. Right. And, and I know as we ended 2023, that was a lot of what we were doing is, is that year end reviews, year end tax cash flow planning. And again, it's, it's always coming back to, well, what's in the, what's the plan, right? What are we trying to achieve? What are we trying to accomplish? And, uh, and that's that importance of, again, continually monitoring, updating, reviewing, um, because again, you really are working that plan because again, it, like you said, it is a, it's a living document. And, um, and as we now again, begin looking out into 2024, I know that's a lot of what we'll be doing over the coming weeks is, 
is update you're doing more again updates and reviews and okay how, what are we going to implement how are we going to implement this strategy um what do we need to maybe tweak what do we need to change um and uh, and so it's always a a fun busy time of year as we also then head into tax time and all of that coming up soon but um but as you you kind of alluded to we're always looking for ways to um, enhance our services, improve our, our offerings. So I know that's one of the things we're really excited about uh, is, uh, is some new potential tools and some, um, yeah, some different measures that we're, we're looking to implement and, and kind of get some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, but just get some, maybe some buy-in or some traction on as we kind of um, maybe pilot these or, or try these out. And um, and so maybe I'll let you introduce, um, yeah, what is one of the, what, or what is this idea or what is this tool set that we're, we're looking to, to add to our offering? One of the things that we want to do um, for clients, and I think what people in general want to do is they want to make sure that they're progressing and moving mm-hmm. forward. Okay. And I think a lot of people start, especially in financial planning, they start to really wonder, like, am I really on track? Am I actually moving forward? Am I, do I feel good about where I'm at? And it's not just a feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to put some substance behind that feeling as well. So the new tools that we're coming out with is, is basically on a scorecard perspective uh, where people can score themselves. And what it does is it actually allows us to open the conversation up and hone in and focus on those areas that are of the greatest concern to them. Mm-hmm. So again, it's not us driving the bus. It's the, it's the client or the investor looking to drive the bus here. So there are, different, there are four different tools that we can take a look at. And by looking at these various tools over time, we want to make sure that we are progressing or growing uh, or at least maintaining in those particular areas. Right. Um, and yeah, I think you you mentioned a really important part there is is that feeling of progression, right? So if we've, again, we've got a plan, it's not a one and done document. So we're reviewing, we're updating, but are we progressing, right? So there, there's that piece of it too. We can be implementing a plan, but if certain pieces aren't working or, or whatever, or again, if you aren't feeling confident, then again, is that really progression if you're not more confident that, yeah, okay, I'm doing the right things, I'm on track. Um, I know we're going to touch on it, but I've got enough. Um, and uh, and so this really allows clients to self-score, as you, as you mentioned, um, and again, provide us with some insights as to, yeah, where people are, are at um, when it comes to both preparing for the future and again progressing towards the future and when clients give us that insight then we can hone in on it discuss it fix it and work the plan right to use that analogy earlier uh instead of us just saying oh here you need to know this yeah right or you need to do this right okay. well you didn't really answer my question what i really wanted to know right mm-hmm. so for our listeners sometimes how many times have you gone to um uh, a professional and it's they're driving the bus to tell you what you're at or not at but that didn't really answer the questions that you really wanted to know right and so this allows us to do two things a 
really kind of score where our clients are at today Mm -hmm. and B, to be able to address those things that are of concern to them now. And that just makes a better client experience. Then they have a better opportunity to feel that they're progressing and moving forward in the right direction. And when you do that, you get more confidence uh, and you get a feeling or the confidence to to know that you're actually making good decisions. Right. So um, you mentioned there are um, four different potential tools. And and again, they're they're kind of used at varying stages along along the process. Um, and again, they're meant to kind of identify different things or different areas of potential, um, I don't want to use the word, but different pain points or different maybe areas of concern where maybe I'm not as confident here as I thought I was or, or that. So, um, maybe let's just start at the beginning and, um, and I know, um, this is something that again, you don't have to be a client to use. This is that anybody can kind of take this this scorecard and it kind of gives you just an idea of where you're at like you mentioned right it doesn't you don't have to be a client of ours or anything like that to do this um it's meant to give you that picture of hey how confident are you of your situation um so why don't you take us through that first tool that people will have access to yeah and and i'll just make mention here we'll we'll put the tool actual link in our in our episode yes, notes right. so yes. they can go to our episode notes at any time, uh, click on that link and it'll take you to the, the first one, uh, of four. And I'll actually will throw in the fact that there's actually a bonus fifth one, oh, but we'll ooh. get back to that a little bit later. Um, so yeah, the first one really is, uh, around financial planning. So mm-hmm. it's an overall kind of financial planning scorecard. And the thing about a scorecard is you can measure that, that number. So this number, depending on how you answer it, is going to give you a score out of a hundred, which will and then highlight kind of the areas that you might want to focus on uh, or you might need to seek some advice on as well. Um, so the types of questions that they might ask is, you mentioned it earlier, uh, and that question is how much, how much is enough, right? How much is enough for me? How much is enough for um, my heirs? How much is enough for charities? So really trying to make sure people have a strong or at least a good understanding of what that how much is enough uh, question there. Um, also, but on the on not so much how much is enough, but also in regards to well, how much am I going to need in the future as well? So mm-hmm. my future expenditures, you know, confidence around future expenditures. Um, every we always encourage people to have that bucket list. Everybody talks right. about that yeah, bucket yeah. list. There was there was a whole movie written on a bucket list called Bucket List, and um, and so we want to make sure that the those that bucket list is costed and funded mm-hmm. as well. So. What's your confidence around those types of things? And just on that note, I will like on kind of the last two ones you've talked on, like those can be challenging numbers to try to put like figures around, right? Like I, I was I'm I was just in a meeting this morning where we were even looking at some costs like three, four, five years away, and it's hard even in that case to try to say, oh, okay, I think it'll be about this. But it is important because like you said, to figure out what is that enough number? How, how do you know you've got enough unless you've kind of gone through these exercises? And again, it can be a, it can be a challenge. And when you're, especially when you're thinking about future incomes and what you might need, but it is really important to do that exercise. Yeah, for sure. The unknowns are tough. The complications, all of those sorts of things are very tough. And that's why you want to have great conversations with people uh, to put, you know, reasonable expectations around that. And 
And then, Mm -hmm. as you said, measured every year. Are we still on? Does that make sense? Right? Like on financial planning, to be honest, one of you know one of the one hardest questions I ask people. How much money do you need? (laughs) Well, okay, maybe the second hardest question. How much is your house worth? (laughs) No, nobody can answer that question, right? With any kind of real confidence that, well, it used to be worth this and now it's worth that. Actually, in this market, I don't know what it's worth. And so if you don't even know roughly what your own house is worth, Mm -hmm. how do we start putting valuations on things that are unknown in the future? But to come back to the survey, that's where we want to hone in on is what your confidence level is on, on understanding what your future expenditures are mm-hmm. going to be and, and what that bucket list cost is going to be as well. So we yeah. want to make sure there's confidence around those types of things. Um, yeah, so we want to make sure that your lifestyle is supported um, and, um, and going to be financed in the future, especially, again, another tough one around inflation. Mm-hmm. And we have a, a way to kind of um, measure that for clients going forward. But again, I want to know what your confidence level is right. on, especially coming out of 2023, what your ac- inflation expectations are going to be going forward. So Because those, those have changed those dramatically have over the last changed. couple yeah. of years for a lot of people. Yeah. And so there's other areas around that financial planning. So that gives you a bit of a taste um, of what some of those are and again you can get the link in the in the episode notes and uh fill it out yourself and see what your score is and uh maybe we'll follow up on that as well yeah and and i mean i will say i know i have gone through that exercise um and again it it was very interesting to again i know we have a number of different tools that we use and we've talked about in different episodes but um it did have some some very unique questions and, and ways to look at things that um, even for myself, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I know I've kind of thought about that, but I haven't, I, maybe I haven't quantified it, right? And, and that sort of thing. And, um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's a quick survey. Um, I'd encourage anybody that's listening to go do that. Um, because, yeah, you might get some good insight or, hey, next time I talk to Brad and Tim, I want to make sure we, we look at this or we... Um, we consider this into the equation or add this into the plan or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, second one is lifestyle. So mm-hmm. we don't want to just make it all about the financial side. We want to make sure you're also getting the best life you can with the money and the time that you have. And you've, we've, you've heard us talk about that all the time. So here we're going to, on this survey and scorecard, we're going to take a look at things like your physical or emotional health, uh, a big one always is always a challenge. Always people. a challenge. Uh, there goes your New Year's resolution, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, relationships is a big one. Time. People that don't, they just don't feel that they have time. There's everything's demanded of them. Um, money, of course, but also the other side, fun and recreation is another area we want to look at, and uh, personal fulfillment and and purpose in life. If you don't have purpose. Uh, then there's something we Why really need to be working on. And I'm happy to work with people on, on figuring out their purpose. I've done it so many times. Uh, and if you think your career is your purpose, uh, think again. Uh, <laughs> your career can be taken from you, but your purpose can never be taken from you. So that's my little uh, little uh, pitch on that on purpose, which comes out in that second tool. Yeah, and again, it's it's meant to give us that overarching picture right so like you said not just the financial but how is all of this fit together Um, because again so many people stress out about the financial side of things and it then impacts all these other areas of their life and they 
I mean, they probably realize it, but not maybe they're not really intentional about it. But by um, by looking at it all in one whole picture, then you can start to try to work on each area together interconnectedly um, versus everything being in its own silo, tipping over the next silo <laughs> next to it. Yeah. Right? And the thing about this on the lifestyle one, I'm, I'm going to say that all of them can be improved with financial planning, mm-hmm. right? I, you might think, well, no, if I want to in- include, uh, I want to improve a relationship, um, you know, that, what does that got to do with financial planning? Well, um, there's a, a great book out. I, I want to read it actually, but I've been recommended many times from people called 18 Summers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about 18 summers with your kids and then they're gone. Um, and so it's making sure that you're spending time with your kids in an effective way mm-hmm. because you only get 18 summers with them. And wow, that might be changing now. But <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, 34 summers. I might end up with 40. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. But that's relationships, and that can impact your financial plan because mm-hmm. if you're saying, look, I want to make sure I'm creating uh, – events and experiences with my kids while I have them, that impacts your financial plan. And we can improve that with your financial plan by building that in. And and actually that ties in with another meeting I had earlier this week. And we were looking at uh, a new client's financial lifeline. And um, these are younger clients, like um, don't have kids, but they're already planning to say, once we have kids, we want to be able to take six months off, a year off to do something really cool with our kids and to build those experiences. And um, and again, I think that's one of those shifts that we've talked about again with kind of how generations are looking at things a little bit differently, but it kind of goes to the point you were just making of that impacts the financial plan, obviously, right? That's a year of maybe not earning income. And, and so... Um, again, it's all things that we need to consider as we're, as we're building towards the future. Um, but again, in, in that respect, it's something that ties in directly with, hey, this I want to spend time with my kids doesn't necessarily sound like a financial goal, but it could very much be. Very much so. Yeah. Big impact on, on finances and an important one and um, one that has impact on your own life, right? Far beyond money. So. Very important. The next one is um, in regards to retirement planning. Um, And then the the fourth one is actually on estate planning. So since we're running out of time, why don't we take those two into our next episode? Yeah. And and with our bonus. Yeah. And then we also have a special guest speaker coming up. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention is so um, in our next episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch on those those other tools. Um, but also, yeah, we have a, um, a chat you had with one of our clients kind of about his experience working with us over the years. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll look to have that included in that episode as well. Um, so, um, yeah, we'll, we'll finish up this conversation um, in our next episode and um, continue looking out into 2024. Thanks for tuning in to Your Life and Money. We hope you found this episode informative and inspiring. If you have any questions or feedback, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at advice-first.ca. Remember, financial planning is about more than just money. It's about living the life you want. So take some time to reflect on your goals and priorities and let us help you create a plan that aligns with your vision for the future. 
We'll be back with more stories, insights, and strategies to help you get the most out of your money and your life. Until then, take care and keep planning for the life you deserve. All comments are of a general nature and should not be relied upon as individual advice. The views and opinions expressed in this commentary may not necessarily reflect those of Harborfront Wealth Management. While every attempt is made to ensure accuracy, facts and figures are not guaranteed. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing or tax advice. Please seek advice from your accountant regarding anything raised in the content of the podcast regarding your individual tax situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.